You're listening to the already cancelled podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. We have some bad hombres here and we're going to get them out. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. Let's put a smile on that face. These allegations are false. Watch your profanity. Do I look like I know what a JPEG is? What is up, beautiful human beings who are made in the image of God? And welcome to the Already Canceled Podcast, where we rant about social issues from our Christian perspective and look deep at life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. My name is Nathan. And my name is John. And welcome. Welcome, indeed. Uh, This is going to be an interesting episode, as always. Uh, I think it's going to be another great one. Um, But we're going to kick things off. I'm going to send it to Nathan this time. He's going to kick us off with uh, a bit of scripture for us. Yeah, Ephesians uh, 6, 10 through 12 is what we're going to go through today. And this is the NASB, and I'm going I'm to paraphrase one word. word It's going to go from world to worldly, and it does not change the context. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the worldly forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Wow. That's that's very relevant. It's very a very good reminder to us. Um, and I love I love the preface before um before that is, you know, to put on the full armor of God. I think that's a reminder for us daily of how we need to be living our lives. But I think that's a very good reminder that um, no matter what's going on around us, that our fight is not against... um, Flesh and blood is what it says. (laughs) Yeah, our fight is not against the people around us. Our fight is against, um, really, it's it's the The devil. powers that be, the devil, um, you know, rulers, powers... Worldly forces of this darkness and the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. I mean, it's, yeah, Satan is the big proponent of it, his demons. And I think, I think that's very relevant when we look back at the past year, year and a half, four years, 20 years, like however far back you want to go. I think we can see, if you really look at it, I think we can see Satan at work in the world around us trying to trying to corrupt us because the one thing that we know Satan wants the most is to ruin our relationship with God. We saw that from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden, Satan's main goal, which he was very successful at, was to ruin our relationship with God. Well, and and you see um, Adam, when God says, Adam, basically, what have you done? Now we're paraphrasing here (laughs) again, but what have you done? And Adam responds with, Oh, the woman you gave me, she tricked me. And then Eve goes, "Ah, well, it was it was the snake, you see. Yeah, it wasn't me." So we have we have um you know, the tendency to pass the buck. It's it's not my fault. We we pass responsibility for what happens to others. We cannot have been the one at fault. We could never have actually sinned ourselves. What are you talking about? And while to I I hate to say to some extent because that's not true. It is our fault. Sin is our fault. Evil in this world came about because of our sin. And from that point forward, the human race and the whole entire world, earthly globe, has been cursed. And so while while that is true, 
and we know that Satan is behind everything, there still are evil people doing evil things. And and to some degree, there are people doing things to benefit themselves and without knowing are pushing forward the uh, platform, agenda, if you will, of evil. Yeah, and as we reminded ourselves in that intro, that was very, it was planned. Um, <laughs> we We are made in the image of God, no matter whether you're a Republican, a Democrat, a liberal, a conservative, um, American, Canadian, Mexican, any, no matter what, if you are a living, breathing human being, um, not even, you don't even have to be breathing. We'll, I'll back it up a little bit there. If you are a human being, um, you are made in the image of God. Artificial respirator. No. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I was, I was thinking to the children in the womb who haven't even uh, been able to breathe yet, but yeah. you're made in the image of God. And so we are called to love. And so that's very hard right now in our day and age of political division because it's easy to see one side and be, and hate them. And that's what Satan wants us to do. He wants to divide us and to cause us to hate each other when we're truly called to love one another as image bearers of God. Well, and you, you see us get become passionate about certain people and their actions and while we do, we we personally may think they have done the wrong thing. We have no influence on their decisions, but yet we we talk about it in a commentary style setting. But long story short, if I was to meet that person, I might find out they're a wonderful individual. We we don't ever want to delve into the individual attack, but what we're trying to say here is many individuals in government many individuals in church, in life, in workplaces, in friendships can potentially be a bad influence or could be advocating for something that isn't right. Satan's plan, I, I think, is what we're... Yeah, we're, we're, we're diving into Satan's plan. And so I think you can see Satan's plan really unfolding in the last um, 18 months. But if you really look at it, you can see Satan at work um, really throughout history. Um, any, at, any, at any point in time, you can, you can find that. But, you know, if we, if we step back to the founding of America, um, America was founded on Christian values. It was founded um, with the goal of religious freedom, allowing Christians to worship God freely out from under the thumb of the English church. And Satan probably looked at those little colonies and said, I don't like that. I, I'm going to get rid of that. And God said, mm, no, you're not. They're mine. Let's see what happens. And so God, the Revolutionary War was a miracle that we won. Like there, there's no way you a bunch look of... look at your history and if you just go to Mount Vernon's YouTube page and they've got a documentary on just some of the battles and some of the, you know, the, the winter of... You know, when they crossed the Delaware, the famous painting, if you look at the battles that took place there, just in that specific part of the war, it's unreal. It was miraculous that yeah. that some ragtag group of rebels... Disease infested, were able, freezing to death. ...were able to, you know, win against the greatest empire that the world has ever seen. Yeah, I mean, it... it and the strongest power at the time. By yeah. Great and lines. so, you know, that, that was truly a miracle. And I think that was God at work, you know, preserving 
a place for his people to live and to worship and to serve him. And so Satan has been at work ever since then trying to destroy America. Well, and I think if you look at, at the at what we're going to say is the agenda, if you will, I mean, just look at the 50s. You say, oh, the 50s, you know, everybody was going to church. It was great. Well, the 50s was the time period, 1950s. This is way fast forward from, you know, 1776. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, we removed, you know, scripture in schools and prayer in schools and, th- and things of that nature. You know, I think it was... Uh, Roe v. Wade was in the 1970s. Yeah. 1970s, we had, you know, abortion becoming legalized. Now, I'm not saying we, we it was relatively new for evil to be taking place and and things to be slowly changing. I mean, even if you look at the time of Rockefeller and you know the time of Carnegie, the employees at those individuals businesses were treated like livestock now you know and and that time period of the industrial revolution you know some americans were basically indentured slaves to some degree um you know we look at the time of slavery in this country of of actual slavery Mm -hmm. uh, how horrid that is you know we look at the persecution of andrew jackson against the in the trail of tears with the indians you know we can go back and look at all the blights in our history and we can say there's no shining moment for the united states and that would be foolish because we, we have to look at both sides of it and understand that there was still good people trying to do the right thing this nation has done more to advance the gospel worldwide than any other before it and but it was not the nation it was people mm-hmm. people stood up and did the right thing and that it wasn't our government came out and said we're going to share the gospel it was outspoken people it was evangelists it was said, martin luther king jr you know in some of his speeches he wasn't a perfect it individual. was billy graham it was you know and it's not that's we're not saying that because oh america's so great we weren't saying this that oh america's so bad we shouldn't rest on our laurels of, you know, we're such a righteous nation. We were founded on godly principles, um, you know, throughout this entire election process. I wanted to pray that. I wanted to pray that God, look at what we've done, you know, save us because we're worth it. But we're not. Well, and, and I think what we're, we're trying to get at is the slow progression and destruction of the moral fabric and fiber of our society. It's... It's a thing. It's, it's real. It's not It's not just some, well, you know. And the, the thing that we're, you know. we're really trying to point out through that is while we see, we'll call it out, while we see the left trying to destroy those morals. and well, Even we, the right to some degree. And we see, you know, if you take it back, we see how communism has infiltrated from, from the East or the West. Uh, from all over. Wherever. <laughs> East <laughs> is West if you go far enough. You yeah, know, South. We, we saw communism, <laughs> you know, slowly trying to infiltrate its way into America. Um, it's not the people behind it that are our enemy. It's not the left or the right that's trying to, you know, cut down these morals. That's our enemy. Well, and a lot of times it's, these individuals think they're doing the right thing. They do. They don't realize, you know, that they're being used... As as pawns in Satan's big game against God. Yeah, and, and it's not saying our United States of America is God, but it's saying that 
Satan is out to go after any moral fabric of any kind in any society, period. America was a threat to that. There are laws worldwide that they're going after. So, you know, it's not it's not that America is great. It's it's that Satan is at work behind all of this, whether whether it's been man made and instituted or not. You know, if we look at if we look at the COVID-19 epidemic that we're facing, um, whether it was made in a lab and, you know, a pandemic from the left to destroy Trump, like whatever, you know, whether we can point fingers all we want. It doesn't change the fact that it's happened. It's here. Satan, can we learn from maybe some mistakes we may have made? Yeah, we should. But <laughs> but whether it was man-made and planned or not, Satan planned for it. Satan is using that. As as the quote goes, this is from Winston Churchill, never let a good crisis go to waste. Well, <laughs> that's that's so true, not only of Satan, but I mean we see that of you know those in charge now as well nathan if you want to expand on that like well, never I, letting a good crisis go to waste i mean how is that instituted in just today's world uh, and and in the united states alone is what i'll focus on i mean you look at the restrictions of for example nevada where casinos and you know brothels and everything else can open up up to 25 percent, but churches are only allowed 50 congregants no matter the size you know you've got and they even took that to court you know you the churches did you know you've got you have got what is called a a hunger for power and that power is not hunger for the Lord. It's not hunger for doing what's right, which is the hardest thing to do. It is a struggle and a fight to gain more authority over others. And they will trample on any rights that we have or think we have. The First Amendment, you know, the, the freedom to assemble, right? The the freedom of speech, the freedom to worship. You know, you um, the freedom of religion, I should say, not the freedom. And and we have them trying to stifle them in the name of safety, in the name of security, in the name of we're here to protect you. At what point did it become the government's job to do everything for me so that my life, in the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, is protected? You know, when does when does personal accountability come into play? And I think we're what we're trying to say is personal accountability is lacking. And I can say it lacks in my life in certain circumstances. I can agree. You know? It lacks in your life. No, that lacks in my <laughs> life. Uh, personal accountability is one of the hardest things you will ever have to face as a human being, Christian or not, being able to be accountable to yourself, being able to have self-discipline, being able to... <laughs> I mean, whether you like it or not, we will all stand accountable in the end before the great throne of our Lord and Maker and be held accountable for every word and action and deed. And so but, that's that's scary, that's frightening, but we know, first of all, we know that as, as children of God, as believers um, cleansed by the blood of Jesus on the cross and no good deeds of our own, that we will stand pure before that throne but still we will be held accountable and that's still well and scary. the bible calls us in ephesians 5:15 therefore be careful how you walk 
not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. Mm. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. That's personal accountability right there. Yeah. That's saying, it is the Lord is calling me not to be foolish, but to understand the will of the Lord. And so how do we go about doing that? Paul yeah. goes on just a chapter later and explains how you put on the full armor of God. You do that every day so you can fight the battle that is not against flesh and blood. It's not against those other people that God made and God loves that I need to do a better job of loving, but it's against Satan and every plan that he has against us. And it doesn't matter. We don't have to actually plan it out and scope it out and know what Satan's plan is because we know what his ultimate plan is. His plan is to distract us from following God's will for our lives and for furthering the kingdom of heaven. Well, and earlier on in in verse 11 of the same chapter, it says, 5, do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful to even speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed to the light, for everything that becomes visible is light. You know, it is our job as Christians to expose wrongdoing. Now, it's not our job to condemn. That's the Lord's job is to condemn the heart. But we, these individuals. but we are to be the light of the world, and light exposes. Light exposes darkness. And that's that's what it's saying is, you know, don't participate in deeds of darkness. Expose deeds of darkness. It's not our job to go out and, you know, point fingers, right? Okay, we have to be careful here. But it's our job to be the shining light and allow the Holy Spirit and the Lord to do that exposing through us. Allow our testimony of our behavior of our actions speak to others there will come a time in everyone's life at least more than once where you will be tempted to do something that you know is wrong that is a major influential life-changing decision and you'll get multiple of them You have to be personally accountable and have your heart in the right place in Scripture, grounded on a firm foundation, and you need to ask the Lord to help you with those decisions. You know, I have been tested in the past, and, I mean, thankfully, I kind of passed them. I mean, I didn't fall for the things that were the, the ultimate, you know, darkness, if you will, where I could have changed my outcome of my outlook on life but I didn't quite go a hundred percent the way the Lord would have wanted me to you know it, it. I have to praise the Lord that I answered those temptations in the way I did but Satan knows how to tempt you Satan does Satan knows what you desire as a human Satan knows what you desire as a person as well, a male as a female as a, you know, whatever it is, right? And part of that for many people is power. As we talk about the the pandemic, you know, you could say, how is Satan using the current situation in this world for his benefit? He's using it to corrupt people and to have them, they're coveting power. And I mean, you've people got, have always coveted power, but... You've got the Mexico City Act of we're funding abortions in the United States with US, U.S. tax dollars funding abortions worldwide. You've got, um, you know, that this is one. That's one of what 
what's close to 50. By the time this releases, I'm sure we'll have over 50 of these um, executive orders. Lovely executive orders. Yeah, some of which, which are directly to destroy the moral fiber, the strength of the moral fiber, or any rights and freedoms that we may have. Now, are those rights, a lot of people will say those rights and freedoms are given to us by God, and I would say that a lot of them are based in Scripture in our Constitution. God did not write our Constitution or our Bill of Rights. So that I, I like to yeah. make that distinction. But we see we see these executive orders coming out that, as you said, are destroying the moral fiber in our nation. And it's very easy for us to turn around, like we've like we've harped on already, to hate those people and to to oppose that. But it's not it's not the people that are behind it. They they've been so blinded by their anger. And I don't. I'm not sure they even by, realize it. They they don't even they don't even realize what they're doing. They don't know the plan that they are falling into. I mean, do they're, you think Pharaoh had any idea that the hardening hardening of his heart came from the Lord? Absolutely the not. The Lord hardened his heart. He thought he thought that he was his own independent free thinker that's very progressive and open-minded and he needed um, slaves. No. <laughs> and you know, the, those Israelites they were just being intolerant and he had to shut them down and he needed to take that power back. Yeah, do do you think that you know he even he even went after them after they left? After all the plagues and the firstborn died, and you know the craziness that happened in in Egypt, he was he 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 was mad with power. Yeah, I mean, power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah, I mean, don't be fooled that you can go seeking power to do what's right. You do what's right. And use your platform to do it. You don't ever do it to seek power. Yeah. <laughs> ever. <laughs> don't do anything out of those self-interests, whether it's power or money or fame and fortune. That's something that we've had to be very careful with this podcast before we even started. You know, we were praying that we would do it out of the right motivations that... I mean, would it be great if this took off and we had, you know platforms of thousands if we if we got to go stand before you know a crowd of people and influence them speak in person and yeah if we ever get to do that again <laughs> and and you know, know, be, be able to <laughs> share god's truth with you know hundreds if not thousands of people that would be amazing but that's not why we want to do this no and, and we're and not it's trying not to goal. do it for our own self-interest we have to remind ourselves that lord use us however you will whether this reaches one person and it touches their life and encourages them, whether it reaches a million, which would be amazing. But I mean, we we are to, and, and John and I are in a very special circumstance in the sense where as friends, uh, best friends, might I venture, um, we are to hold each other accountable and be there for each other. And, and I think that's something that, you know, humbles you i'm not saying you go out and look for things to humble you okay well that's, that's not that's, necessarily a bad thing you can take anything too far it's a prayer that i uh i pray very cautiously is that god will show me 
humility in yeah, my life. Because he'll test you to find it. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask for God to humble you, he'll knock the legs right out from underneath you and you'll fall flat on your face. And that's that's not something I want to do, but it is something that is good to have happen to you. Uh, and, even even speaking this makes me a little uncomfortable. Well, in the world we live in, we we as Christians go, how far do we fight for what's right? What's right? You know, how do we determine what is right even in this miscombobulated world? And I would say a lot of times it's pretty cut and dry. And if it isn't, do a little digging in Scripture. Do a little digging in the morals and the values. Find, you know, the truth. And if if you don't have the wisdom for that, if you if you're still unsure, first of all, pray for wisdom. Pray that God would reveal His will to you through the Scripture. Actively seek it in the Scripture. Of course, Scripture doesn't address everything. Scripture doesn't talk about elections. It doesn't talk about abortion. But Scripture speaks to the character of God. And by understanding that better, you should be able to gauge things on those issues. But if you can't do that on your own, you know, seek wisdom from someone else that you do trust. Whether it's a pastor or an elder or um, just another person in the faith that you would be able to trust to answer those questions for you. Seek, Seek truth because it really matters. Well, and for those of you who may not necessarily be a Christian and who might be listening to this, you know, going, well, what does that even mean? Laying everything we have at the cross is a saying a lot of Christians will say. It's a it's a thing we we it's kind of cliche, unfortunately, yeah. in the church. But what it really means is, and, and this is where it gets really difficult, is personally taking the problems, issues, stressors, um issues that you have in life, in your personal life, you know, in life in general, and just saying, Lord, these are yours. I need you to help me with this because I can't do it by myself anymore. It's just going to kill me. You know, there's research all kinds of everywhere saying stress is going to kill people. But yet... Stress can imitate just about any problem or ailment in your body, like chest pain, stress. Yeah. Like it, it'll it'll do anything and everything to you, and it's it's so unhealthy. And so um, that's why I love going back to Philippians four, thirteen. I believe, uh, you know, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything through par- prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God, and He will give you the peace that surpasses all understanding to guard your heart. Now that's that's the John, half memorized paraphrase there, but <laughs> give give everything back to God. And let him take on that burden. And we as Christians still, it, a lot of times we act like we got it all together. I don't. I, I have not yet quite figured out how to give God all of my stress in my life, all of the trouble, you know, and say, Lord, this is yours. I need your help with it. I just can't handle it. And sometimes we're going to learn the hard way how that works, meaning you might just break and then you give it all to the Lord um, sometimes we get through our entire lives just, just kind of always on the verge and the Lord takes us and says, Hey, in the end, this is how you could have done it. You know, 
but we are always trying we should always no we are always we should always be seeking to learn more about giving him the stress in our lives because the Lord will give us peace it doesn't mean that life is easy uh, Paul was imprisoned and I think was he beheaded yeah Paul was eventually beheaded yeah so it doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work out the way you think it might but knowing you're standing up during persecution for the right thing is what's important and I, and I think during this you know pandemic which and we use that term to say Satan is never letting a good crisis go to waste Satan is at work in this world in in practically every level of our government yeah. he is at work what whether you believe that there's a luciferian cult that's you know infiltrated everything and runs everything or not like satan is still at work in and around if he's tempting a christian if he's al- life. Well, if he's tempting christians to sin which we do have a sin nature of ourselves too but, I, d- I do a pretty good job tempting myself. Yeah, right. But, but if he's out there tempting, you know, Christians, what makes us think he's not out there tempting others? What makes us think he's out there not trying to change worldly policy, governmental policy, churches from within themselves? Because he's he is trying to divide, Prince to power steal of... the, this world. It's he's trying to kill, seek, seek, kill, and destroy. And ruin our lives because he he's he's totally devoid of God at this point. He's been cast out, and so he's trying to just ruin us as well. And so, all of that being said, um, we hope that this was somehow encouraging to you. We want to wrap up um, with just a reminder to you. Um, this is my paraphrase as well, again from Genesis chapter fifty, verse twenty. Um, Joseph, after his brothers had sold him into slavery into Egypt and then finally came back and met him once more, he revealed himself to them. Um, he told them, what you meant for evil. Now he's not in slavery at this point. Not at slavery yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like a hundred something years old. <laughs> he's now king of, or second in command in Egypt to Pharaoh and, um, you know, he was able to end up saving his family and everything from the famine and whatnot. But what he ends up telling his brothers is what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And so in all things, we know that God works together everything that goes on in our lives around us. It may look like absolute chaos and that Satan rules everything. And that may have sounded a little bit like it. But what we're trying to say in all this is is that that. God's working it out for our good. Whether we see that on this side of eternity, whether, you know, your life is extremely blessed and you have everything you could ever want. Or whether it's on the other side of eternity, God's working it all out for our good. And praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord for that indeed. Um, And on that note, we thank you for listening to the Already Canceled Podcast. Fellas, you have gotten what appears to be a dynamite sound. I can't believe you've done this. Thank you for your patronage. I'll be back. Oh, that's hot. Not a single thing he said is accurate. Bye!